And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Success Story, the most useful podcast in the world. I'm your host, Scott D. Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. The HubSpot Podcast Network has incredible podcasts like My First Million. My First Million is hosted by Sam Parr and Sean Purry. They feature famous guests. They discuss how companies made their first million and then some. They brainstorm new business ideas based on the hottest trends and opportunities in the marketplace. Here are some of the topics they talk about. If you like any of these, you will love the show. Three profitable business ideas that you should start in 2022. Drunk business ideas that could make you millions. Asking the founder of Grammarly how he built a $13 billion company or SaaS companies that anybody can start. If these topics are up your alley, go check out My First Million. Listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. What's going on, Scott here? Today, I want to talk about community building. I'm a firm believer in community building. I think it is an exceptional way to build raving fans for your business, uh, but it's very hard to do. It's very hard to do well. I had a podcast guest on recently. She has built an exceptional community for herself, and I thought it would be a good YouTube video topic. Um, So let's get into it. So who did I have on? I had on uh, Liz Faircloth. So she is the co-founder or the founder of the DeRosa Group and co-founder of Invest Her. She has built an enormous network and community of women investors. So she knows a thing or two about building a community from the ground up. What should your first move be? Uh, Should you start with a Facebook page? How do you know if your community is a success? She went into everything as well as some of the tactical things she did when she was building it up from scratch. But I want to give you a little bit of context about Liz, who she is, where she came from, and that'll give you an idea of what she's accomplished because she's absolutely incredible. So let's bring it back. And if you want to hear more about Liz, of course, you go check out uh, Liz's podcast episode where we went into all this and then some. It was probably about an hour, but we'll do this in like 10, 12 minutes. So uh, after reading, this is her story. After reading a self-help book on personal finance, she started her investment career from the ground up. She didn't study economics. She didn't train in finance. Up until 2005, her real estate experience was zero. In 2022, she has coordinated and built a thriving all-women investment support group with thousands of members across 56 meetup locations and online, of course. Uh, To give you an idea of her success, here's a summary of what she's done. She co-founded the DeRosa Group in 2005 alongside her husband with a mission to transform lives through real estate. They now control $60 million in residential real estate and commercial assets up and down the East Coast. She is a co-founder and CEO of the Real Estate Invest Her community and recently published Invest Her's first book, Only Woman in the Room. 
Uh, she's the co-host of the Real Estate Invest Her podcast, which can be found in top 25 of investing podcasts and the top 50 of all business podcasts. So she was a perfect guest for the show. So, uh, but mo more importantly, she's a perfect guest to speak about building community because she's done one exceptionally well. She's built one exceptionally well. So alongside her business partner, Andressa, she launched the Invest Her community in 2014 as a way to empower women uh, in building their investment portfolios and gaining financial stability. She had seen firsthand the power of making smart real estate investments and wanted to provide a source of community and advice for like-minded women. To quote Liz, we wanted to create something where we could bounce things off of each other and bring other women together, especially women that are new or experienced because everyone can give something, everyone can get something. That's my philosophy. From her Invest Her website and Facebook pages, it's clear that the community that Liz and Andressa built is a thriving and mutually beneficial network for women in investment and real estate. Coordinating meetups in over 50 different locations, as well as a podcast, website, social platforms, it's not easy, so how did she do it? So first tip she gave, clarify your mission. So this was the most important thing and one of the most valuable insights. It was to get clear on your mission. And it seems simple, but a lot of people don't do this. Uh, I think there are people who jump into things and then there are people who are really intentional, she said. I think you can be successful either way, but for Andressa and I, we spoke about things and brainstormed. We were really mindful. So for many entrepreneurs, the lure of jumping straight into the community building process is strong, especially when the excitement and the adrenaline are at their peak. Without a clear vision for why you're building a community in the first place, however, you'll likely find yourself spinning your wheels. So in creating Invest Her, Liz and Andressa didn't start planning their meetups or social media launches until they had a clear and passion-driven starting point. When we came together, we both were very passionate about empowering women and serving women in this niche. We then got more refined. Who are these women? What are their challenges? What keeps them up at night? You can't serve everyone, so getting really clear on whom you want to serve is the most important thing. Take the time to define your mission and then make sure of all your messaging. From social media posts to the language on your website, that all reflects your mission. When people can easily see what it is you're all about and why they should care, they're much more likely to get involved. You can start gaining clarity around your community's purpose by answering some of these following questions. Uh, what need or problem are you solving for your members? How do you want your community and what do you want your community to achieve? How will your community make people's lives better? What unique value can your community offer that others can't? Only once you have a clear answer to all of these questions should you start crafting an effective community building strategy. Now, let's move on. So you've clarified your vision and your purpose, and then you have to build on that. To build on the idea of clarifying your mission and your purpose, uh, Liz shared a simple yet effective trick for getting crystal clear and down to your true goals and values. She calls it analyzing your top moments in life. And as you may have guessed, it's an exercise in reflection. So a few steps to this exercise. Step one, spend some time thinking back on some of your life's most memorable highlights. Were you leading a team and achieving something great together? Was there a time when you or your business overcame a huge obstacle? Or maybe there was an experience where you really felt like you made a difference in someone's life. Maybe it was a struggling family, or maybe it was a friend. Once you've identified your top moments, it's time to ask yourself why they are so memorable. So what was the common thread that ran through them? Try not to focus on common people, 
For example, all your best moments were experienced alongside family, but instead, think about the feelings and values that you associate with these moments. So were your top moments generally instances where you made an impact on others? Where Was it where you created something new? Or were you simply challenged and pushed outside your comfort zone? And then step three, once you've identified the key values and themes associated with your top moments, it's time to start thinking about how you can bring more of those into your life and your business. How can you create an environment where your team can achieve great things together? How can you encourage more risk-taking and innovation at work? How can you make an even bigger impact and difference in the lives of others? Building a thriving community around your business isn't about creating some kind of utopia. It's about identifying the things that are most important to you and bringing them to life. By understanding your top moments, you can create a clear mission and purpose for your business, something that will inspire others and help attract the right people to your community. The next piece of advice you gave was to give it your all for a little while. What does that mean? Well, your mission is clear. You've got a solid purpose and plan for building your community, but where to next? According to Liz, a key contributor to her success was her focus on genuine engagement with her audience from the get-go. She gave herself six months in which to embody an all-or-nothing attitude to really get to know her. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show, and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money, and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins, and I've been there, juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs, and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate 
on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone, and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay, and what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch U.S.-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. 
text success that's s-u-c-c-e-s-s to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with belay audience and craft the type of community she wanted to quote liz we started as a passion we didn't even start a company we didn't start an llc we didn't start anything we just said let's do this and see where six months goes and if it's not going anywhere then we've given this our all so embodying the philosophy of as if they didn't think about stopping and operated as though investor had no chance of failing. The two even drafted show notes for 100 podcast episodes before getting the green light to actually produce a podcast. Building your online community is no different. You need to be all in for a little while, engage with your audience, learn what they want, give it to them, be genuine in your interaction, and let the community grow organically. To do this sustainably, in other words, in a way where you can uh, confidently adhere to the goals and the outline and the playbook that you set up for yourself, write down a time frame in which you will actually give it your all. So this might be six months, this might be a year or even two years. Make sure that it's long enough to allow for genuine engagement and connection with your audience without feeling like you're forcing things. The psychology behind this is actually quite simple. If you tell yourself that you might fail, you're going to resist giving 100% of your attention and effort to the task at hand. It's actually an act of self-preservation. So uh, conversely, if you tell yourself that you're going to give it your all for a little while and then reevaluate based on your results, you're more likely to put in the hard work required, which will actually enable you to be successful or increase the odds of you being successful because there is an endpoint. So you've actually said, well, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work out because I've actually put a point where I will force myself to stop if I haven't reached a certain point. This is a time in which you can reflect on what's been achieved and decide whether or not you want to keep going, but you're actually tricking your mind to giving it 150%, right? The next piece of advice you gave was to listen, learn, and change. So the beginning stages of community building are crucial. Not only are you setting the tone for how the community will interact with each other, but you're also defining what the community is and what it stands for. Listening to other members, learning their needs, their wants, and then changing accordingly is key to developing a thriving community. Building the community is more than starting a Facebook group. It's about listening to people. It's about asking questions. This is a direct quote from Liz. If you're not constantly gathering feedback and engaging with your members, how can you expect the community to stick around? To think about it in a simpler way. And all the, okay, anybody who's like into planting or, or gardening will love this analogy. Think about it as tending a garden. In order for your plants to grow and thrive, you need to water them and give them enough sunlight. But sometimes the plants don't respond well to the amount of water you're giving them. Sometimes they may not like the location in the house or the condo that you put them. So you have to be observant. You have to give them a little bit more water, a little bit less water. You have to move them around. Um, the same goes for community. It won't always be a smooth ride and you need to make changes based on feedback. If somebody doesn't like an idea that you've actually implemented, don't just say thanks for, you, thanks for your valued input and shrug it off. Listen, consider it, and then put it into action if it makes sense. If you are trying to measure the success of your community, here's a few positive signs that your community is growing. Your members are engaged and constantly interacting with each other. They're providing feedback and offering suggestions to make the community better. People are joining your community for reasons beyond just wanting to sell their product or service. The community is evolving and growing organically. 
If you aren't seeing the growth and interaction you'd ideally like to see, don't worry. It's not too late to turn things around. This is normal. So start paying attention to the members. See what you can do to make the community more engaging and beneficial for everyone involved. Remember, if your community wins, you ultimately win. And the last point on community building, you have to kill the ego. So it's an unfortunate reality that a lot of air quotes communities we see in the online space are run by self-proclaimed gurus or pyramid scheme masterminds. These gurus often place themselves at the center of their communities and use them as a tool to peddle their products or services. Perhaps this is why so many multi-level marketing companies are compared to cults because their leaders often exhibit the same traits as a cult leader, the same sense of superiority, a need to control, an unwillingness to share the spotlight, and basically some God complex over the people that have subscribed to this community. So if you want to build a thriving community around your business, it's important to avoid egocentricity at all costs. You aren't the mastermind or the guru that's going to save the community. You are a facilitator of constructive dialogue and collaboration. And while your name should be known for support and feedback reasons, it shouldn't be a name that people worship or idolize. To quote Liz, it's never been about me or Andressa. We are not the gurus. It's a community. I think there are certain frameworks out there that are very person-centric, but we always had a vision of a circle. If people don't know me, but they know our community, that's more important. Liz also mentioned that there are uh, instances which call for egocentricity, but that building a community is not one of them. So if you're building a community, you cannot be egocentric. It's really hard to have both. So if you want to build a coaching model or module, then go build that. But don't build a community too, because people aren't going to know you. I have a podcast and being known is not as important to me. Women get what they need at a meetup, whether they know I'm a founder or not. I want that woman, I want her to become financially free. That's the most important part. So a few closing notes on community building. Building a community from the ground up is a lengthy process. And like a garden, it needs consistent care and nurturing to grow and thrive. But with the right tools, advice, and support, your business can bloom into a space where customers not only want to visit, but also feel compelled to stay connected, participate, and contribute. While the tips that we've pulled out from Liz's interview aren't a practical step-by-step guide, this is the high-level framework to getting your community up and running. These are the most important pieces because the tactical step-by-step guide is ultimately just attracting the right people. And when they find themselves in an environment that feels like the thing we just described, that's when they stay, that's when they get value, that's when they give value, that's when they participate. So whether or not you're starting a community from scratch or you're looking to revitalize one that's struggling, let's just recap quickly and then leave you with some closing notes. So to recap, a couple steps to think about. Define your community's purpose before you start building. This will help guide your decisions on who to invite and how to structure your community. If it helps, analyze your standout life memories and see what the common denominators are that made them so special for you. Step two, Give it your all for at least six months. This may seem like a long time, but it's important to be consistent in your actions and offerings if you want your community to grow and thrive. Build your community as though there's no chance it won't be successful and be prepared to put in the hard work. Step three, nurture your community by listening to their feedback and being responsive. This means being active on your community's channels such as forums, social media, email, and engaging with them in a meaningful way. Let them know you're listening by sharing updates, addressing concerns, and implementing 
their suggestions. And lastly, the most important, avoid your ego. So community is about giving as much as you take. And it's important to remember that your members are not there to worship you. Be humble, be open, be generous with your time and your resources, and your community will flourish. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. I hope you found some value in that. And if you are trying to build your own community, I highly recommend going to check out the podcast. Uh, Go check out Liz, see what she's building. If you want, join her community. It'll give you a bird's eye view into how to do it right. If you like this video, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And if you want to see any other business topics, leave a comment below. I'll get to it. Have a great week. I'll see you again soon. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it, each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. Hiring as a small business owner is a major pain. That's why LinkedIn is supporting today's episode. You need people with the right skills and experience, but finding them can take forever. It is incredibly frustrating to keep seeing candidates who just aren't a good fit, and that's why LinkedIn Jobs has been a game changer. Let me tell you a little story. We needed to hire a graphic designer, somebody with specific tech and software knowledge and the ability to truly understand our brand. And I started with all the usual job boards, and it's the same old story. Tons of irrelevant applications. No one's really matching my needs. I tried LinkedIn Jobs and the quality of candidates was just on another level. People with impressive portfolios, relevant expertise. I finally felt like I was interviewing the right people. That's truly the power of LinkedIn's massive professional network. You're tapping into this huge pool of talent you simply wouldn't find on other sites. It's about finding those niche candidates you actually need. And with the right people in front of you, hiring becomes a breeze. Did you know that 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate on LinkedIn jobs within 24 hours. That is how well their system works. Honestly, do yourself a favor and try LinkedIn jobs next time you're hiring. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash excellence. That's linkedin.com slash excellence. Terms and conditions apply, but it's definitely worth trying out. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. 
it's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information, but Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story too. So there's five brothers, they filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. 